Why, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is Bob. I really appreciate you taking time to uh, sit down and digest this episode. It is the first week of November, and I just want to check some things off here before we dive into this episode with Chris Mohan and Scott Wilding from back when we had them at Shakespeare's at the beginning of October. Uh, we took some time to sit down and have a talk uh, this last week. Uh, was Halloween. I did some amazing shows with Steve Gillespie and Mount Pleasant and Kalamazoo. We had a Halloween party with DMNY. Uh, Dance Music Needs You. Big thanks to uh, Joel and uh, everyone with his crew, as well as Chuck down at Shakespeare's. Really appreciate everything you do. Uh, had a fun show. It was interesting. Just a just a week of interesting shows. Uh, one thing I learned is it's not good to try and compete with holidays, no matter how many times I try. Uh, <laughs> it's always hit or miss. So those of you who came out to the shows, thank you so much for that. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, also, we hit up Detroit on Saturday. And then Sunday, Steve hit Indianapolis and went on his merry way. Uh, but it was a good time. Um, definitely always fun to see Steve. We actually did a podcast after the show on Halloween uh, so that will be releasing in the next week here. Um, but this episode um, is with Chris Mohan and Scott Wilding, very funny comedians, good friends of mine. Um, just want to let you guys know before we jump into this episode uh, that if you're listening right now, the day this comes out on November 7th, uh, we have Keith Bergman and Sophie Hughes at Shakespeare's Lower Level. That is going to be a fantastic show. Uh, if you mention the podcast, it'll just be $7 at the door, uh, or you just can message me in advance, and I'll make sure you're on the list. Um, other shows in November, we have the 21st is going to be a new time, a first-timers new comedian show, uh, basically a new faces show. Those are always a lot of fun, uh, more or less just giving newer comedians the opportunity to get on stage at Shakespeare's, along with uh, some old friends. Uh, Obviously, need to have a couple of people who know what they're doing, uh, but sometimes we've had as many as 10 or 12 people who it's their literal first time on stage, so it's always fun, always very welcoming. Thank you to those of you who have been in the crowds there previously. Uh, November 22nd, we have Michael Ian Black uh, at Shakespeare's with Nardos Osterhart. That is going to be fantastic. There's two shows. Get your tickets now. Um, December 5th. We have Luis Gomez and Kurt Metzger. That's going to be amazing at Shakespeare's. As well as December 6th is going to be Charlie Barron's. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be hosting that, um, but I'm going to do some time at least on the second show, hopefully. Um, but it's going to be a great show as well. That's already selling tickets. And uh, December 12th, we have Ryan Singer uh, from Me and Paranormal You, the podcast. Very fantastic person. And uh, we're rounding out uh, 2019 at Shakespeare's with Leland Pratt's Pay It Forward uh, comedy show, which is going to be uh, nothing short of amazing. Uh, we got Richard Mathis and uh, Josh Pittman uh, starting out the lineup. We need to find some more people for that as well. Uh, probably one more person. I've uh, been asking a couple people, but they've been busy. Uh, but raising money for a good cause with Leland is always fun. Uh, you might know him from Uncle Lee's Barbershop and his Pay It Forward program uh, that he works with to uh, put on events for the Kalamazoo community. He does fantastic things there, giving haircuts to people who can't afford them. And uh, like he's rented out movie theaters, all kinds of stuff. 
Uh, he's a great dude and always happy to work with him uh, down at Shakespeare. So that's going to be a fun time. Uh, tickets for that are going to be $15. Uh, goes towards a good cause. So you guys come see some comedy at Shakespeare's. That's all I'm asking. Uh, hang out with me uh, virtually by listening to the podcast and then come see me for real because the only other place I am besides home or work nowadays is at Shakespeare's and not even just drinking but just trying to make people laugh and luring more people into the chuckle basement so you've fallen into the trap come to the chuckle basement have some fun uh, also let me know if you would like to do uh, comedy because I believe the whatever the second or no whatever the third Thursday in December as well uh, that is also going to be a, a new faces show uh, we're just filling them in there because I literally already filled the November one up in like two days so Another New Faces show, probably January might be another one. So if you want to get on either of those shows, just let me know. Um, but thank you again for listening in. We really appreciate you. And uh, this is a fun conversation uh, with Chris and uh, Scott. Um, we had a fun show and had a meandering conversation. We talked about writing styles. We talked about politics. We talked about cartoons. Uh, Scott tuned out during the politics but was very engaged with cartoons. But... Uh, check these guys out, everything they do. Um, I think we mentioned it. I think we managed to get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, Krish Mohan and Scott Wilding, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. You're welcome. Get That's the funny. steps in. <laughs> but they do have booze there, you oh. know, to, to award you. <laughs> That's a bonus. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, all that calories you lost, get it right back in you. Yeah, shit. <laughs> get got, all that shit back. <laughs> we got some Jack for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had to walk up some stairs. There's Jack Daniels for that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that should be the motivation at every gym. Is is like you go to the gym, but at the end of it, you get you just get a shot of whiskey. Dude, dude. I was gonna say, is it a gym with a recording studio? <laughs> the, no, the the better Sold. thing, the better thing was uh, there was a I I live right by Fairlane Mall. Yeah, uh, there used to be a gym in there that actually had plate glass windows to the mall, like okay. so you could see into it. What? And I I'm just sitting there, and they had the the like treadmills. And bikes and stuff facing out towards that window, so it was like facing out to the mall. And I, I'm, I'm just like, I just want to get a table and set up the most delicious fucking dinner ever <laughs> right here and eat it in front of them. Just steal That's all the pizza all... from Planet Fitness. Yeah, just, uh, I just want to sit there and just eat it right in front of them and be like. Yeah, look at this. Uh, <laughs> look at the freedom of my metabolism. Just look at me go, carefree. <laughs> you don't need a membership for this. <laughs> I paid admission. <laughs> the price of this steak. <laughs> you see this. This is delicious death so, right here. Was it just one-way glass or it was just a plate glass window? <laughs> no, no, they oh, would man. know. They would know. <laughs> like you're both aware of each other. Yes, very much <laughs> so. Like, it's like just making eye contact, <laughs> throwing down some of the fucking oh, most yeah. horrific foods. Oh yeah, no, I, I like I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna be subtle about it. I was gonna be a savage, just like <laughs> just 
the same reason why you don't like look a gorilla in the eyes is because they can see you too. Like you, you see all those videos where like the kids are being gangsters and then the gorilla just comes and breaks the fucking glass. <laughs> Dude, Fuck I remember yeah. I was, uh, I think I think I was at the Columbus Zoo. And I was dating this girl and we took like a day trip to Columbus and went to the zoo, and we saw the gorillas and we were like, well. That's nice. They're not really <laughs> fucking doing anything. Shit. And then all of a sudden, the the silverback got up and like picked something up, and it was like a gourd. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a pile this, of poop. <laughs> and this like fucking five year old was just staring at them, right? And like not doing anything, just staring. but just staring at them. And the silverback got so mad about it that it threw a gourd <laughs> against the glass, and we were just like, "Oh man, like this oh, could be—that's even worse. This, this could be the gr- moment." <laughs> no, fuck that. We're watching this shit. Yeah, like, and then like the trainer had to like, you know, go in there and like calm the gorilla down and Dude, stuff. You're and like I was witnessing. Just like, Why are you in the freaking cage? Dude, with yeah. Them? If you think that's bad, I went to the Lincoln Park Zoo in you know uh, Chicago, Chicago, the, right, the right. free one. Yeah, and. They're fucking gorillas. We went there one day and they were literally jumping against the glass. Oof. Like just like just kind of jump and not like full on like uh, Occupy but, Lincoln's is going on. <laughs> oh fuck. They were, and the kids are just sitting there eating it up. I'm like, man, we're gonna get to see them ball some children. Let's do oh, this. God. Like little take... little Susie's gonna be a fucking snack. Now gorillas can't wear masks while they're on exhibit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're making signs on banana leaves. <laughs> give me liberty or give me banana. <laughs> I know. Give me a banana or give me death. These there's things still, just aren't there's still funny. like one there's still one gorilla that's like, What about the banking industry? And they're like, It doesn't have anything to do with our society. <laughs> Like if we regulate it appropriately, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> but I'm talking about there is no such thing as trickle down economics. It doesn't work. What We're not even gonna make banks. Come on. <laughs> In a perfect society, we would just share. <laughs> we would use logic to drive an economic system. <laughs> and of course, there's that one that's just heard a little bit too much Fox News while he's been hanging out at the back. <laughs> he's like, it'll never work, trickle down. The rich know what they're doing. <laughs> Black feeding troughs. Uh, all, all of a sudden you see him grow a red hat out that's, of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Tinfoil hat also. I, I, I feel like the one thing we definitely don't need is a gorilla industrial complex. <laughs> like we I mean, they would just fuck us up. Is what would no, we destroy it. Like, what we need is it. the gorillas industrial complex. Oh, I would. Gorillas albums every year. Did they ever? Oh, I would do it. Who, I don't That'd even. They're coming I out with a new gorillas. album. They're coming out with a new album. Oh, are so. they? Is yeah. it is it going like too far though to where they're just like making music? No, I can't. <laughs> like the last album was all right. It, from what yeah. I remember, it wasn't like yeah. the now now. That, know. One, that one, the Pretty one that good. came out last year, it was actually really good. Really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll humans it, is the one I didn't like. I've got Apple Music. I can give it another shot. <laughs> it yeah. Cost me literally nothing. That's more what than I feel $10 like. Ten dollars a month. <laughs> I feel like a lot of albums now, especially with like bands that I grew up with, I'm like, I gotta give it a fair shot, and I never get the chance to do it. So I'm always listening to them like two or three times. And when I have conversations with people, they're like, this is the greatest yeah. album. And I'm like, I feel like it was okay. You're like, like I want what they made yesterday. Yeah. My- <laughs> Man, if you think that's bad. The, um, okay, so obviously Green Day is like my favorite band. Um, 
they're going to do that tour with Weezer and Fall Out Boy. Nice. Right. They right. all released new singles all on the same day. So I was like, oh, dope. I'm going to have to listen to the new Green Day single. And it just sounds like a Fall Out Boy single. Oh, man. All, was, all three of them? No, no. <laughs> specifically <laughs> the Green Day one. I was like, eh. Oh, but that's still bad. And I'm just sitting there going, hold on a sec. Why? No. Like, even the last album, I, I could sink my teeth into what it. If, what are you doing to me? What if Fall Out Boy sounded like Green Day, and Green Day sounded like Fall Out Boy, and Weezer sounded like... They're just going to sound wait. like Weezer. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah just, Weezer still sounds like Weezer. Just Weezer is Rivers Kumo jerking off in a studio. Hey, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I'm, <laughs> I mean, Pinkerton was a great album. Shut up. Leave it alone. I, I'll, they, had, they had some pretty good ones. I know, I'm saying that's how he made that album. It was basically <laughs> him jerking off. <laughs> didn't he go to didn't he go to like music school or something? Like, um, I feel like there was No, no, he went to Harvard. Is oh, that the, that's which, literally which went one was to Harvard. Buddy Holly on? That's the first album, that's the blue, the blue album. album. The blue album. Yeah, okay. That's a great album. Um yeah, the guy from the Cars, the one that I, I'm pretty sure it's the one that just recently passed, um, was actually the producer on that album, he helped them harmonize it. They got rid of him for the second album Ooh. because they, well, no, because they wanted to sound more like how they sounded live. Yeah. Like catch their, that's fair. And that's why Pinkerton sounded like the Pixies. Okay. Uh, that's, that's yeah. why. And uh, because they were like, yeah, we're basically, you know, doing the Pixies. <laughs> and that's always like one of those things with bands that I have conversations with like all my friends that are in bands and they're like we want to like make stuff that we can play live and if you get the album and you listen to us live like it sounds like that. yeah mm-hmm. and then which i think is interesting and i completely like i get that mentality but then there's bands that are just like yeah you can listen to the standard shit on the album but like now when we're playing live is when we get to like have fun with the song. Like they re- oh, leave dude. room for the stage. Eel- yeah. Eels? Yeah. The the band Eels is really just one guy in the studio, and then he, you know, it's has a, a band. touring band. Like right. it's like really right. jam bandy in that aspect. Though. Yeah. And every time, like I saw him and it was like, oh man, yeah, wait a minute. He's playing I Like Birds, but instead of ding, 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 it's it's like right. what the shit yeah. I, they I can get down that with up. that though <laughs> like, yeah well, I, I thought mean, it was yeah, the awesome Foo, the like, Foo Fighters do it really all great. the time yeah yeah I, that's part of why I like them they, they treat music as if it's ever evolving yeah kind of like how you know comedy jokes you might pull one out from years ago and be yeah. like uh, let's give it some new life let's try something with it I, yeah I feel like that definitely happens. So, like, when I pull out, like, an older joke or if I haven't worked on something for a while, like, I'll just, if I didn't literally be before the show, like, sit there and go, this is how this joke goes. These are all the beats. I'll just do it however I remember it. And then at that point, like, sit there, like, there was one thing in, like, my salad at work joke where I named, like, the number of floors that you're passing that Chris was like, you got to use a weird number for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just, like, something, like, I've been doing that joke pretty frequently. Like, that was one that I recorded for my album, so I'm trying to, like, even move away from that material, but it's, like, I've worked on maybe 10 or 15 minutes of new material, maybe maybe a half hour since February when I recorded my album, but it's That's still... great. I still do, like, that stuff when I'm doing, like, a good show, so I put on a set, but... Right. I definitely, when I go back to something like that, I feel like I definitely just kind of do it how I remember. And at that point, if I forget, like when I listen back to it, I'll be like, oh shit, I totally missed this tag that I have to hit next time I do this joke. But then it's like, oh, there's three minutes, well, not 30 seconds of something new. 
Like, yeah. oh, I should totally do it that way from now on. Yeah, the uh, the bullying stuff that I do, like, the name of what I'm naming my album is actually in one of the jokes. Yeah. And I totally forget to do that tag tonight. <laughs> the, the, uh, oh, yeah, no, I get it. Like, I know why I had a bully. This well, is punchable. <laughs> You know. <laughs> is that the is that yeah the this, is punchable. this is punchable this is punchable yeah. coming in 2020 <laughs> but yeah it was like... I, i've had stuff that i'm doing in this show that i wrote probably like three or four years ago yeah and it never like made sense to be a part of anything else yeah you know and and i would always feel bad because i'm like i like this stuff and then i would be like oh maybe it makes sense now and i and then i start doing it and then it and then it just starts evolving. Right, so it changes every time that I try to add it yeah. into a show until I feel like it's until f- it fits, till it right. makes sense. Right. So there's like one or two things, uh, like the whole uh, the whole you know religion thing. Like yeah. it's a it's a beautiful idea thing. It's like right. that that is a really old bit that I right, wrote right. like four years ago. But the only thing that that bit had was uh, the parts about. Uh, how you know, like birds haven't, in, you know, come up with a yeah. beard of man. That <laughs> right. that part was the only part that was in it, and then it's I started adding stuff to it every time that I threw it in a show. Yeah, and it, and then it would just feel like, well, this feels like it's awkward, but I've added more to it. Right, but and now it's, now it's like reformatted. Now it's again. like a five five to you know seven minute bit right. that fits that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just ever like you keep evolving with that sort of stuff. Uh, and uh, and there's like also a couple lines that I that I have where it's lines that I've written years ago that I get to grab that line and then like expand on it and right. make it something different or or just use the idea of where I left it off three years ago right and you know add something to it because I'm not in the same space anymore yeah like so, you've grown as a person and yeah those thoughts right. still remain in your psyche because you've like taken them to the stage. And like yeah. abandon them for a little while, and then like <laughs> meet up later, and you're like, "Oh, you've grown." <laughs> yeah, yeah. To say, like, "Oh, yeah, I, I, I do have a different opinion about cops now," you know, because I've just right. learned more about yeah the issue behind it. So there's more that I can add to it now. Right. But the fundamental aspect of it still is kind of the same uh, as what it was three years ago. But it's just there's more information for me to work with. And there's and that and that's what's exciting for me is like how do I take the information and make it funny? Right. That's always like the fun challenge for me. So every time that I add something uh, and it changes based on what show I'm doing, like that's the fun part. It's like oh, I learned something new about this, and I get to like share this with people. Yeah. That's the, that's right. exciting for me. So yeah, especially if you get like new angles to explore, argue, or like yeah. even like counter your own point, like just turn it inside out. Like yeah. I was thinking about that with like a joke that um, like kind of like when you have something where just the bones of the premise is like might be something that is like too edgy for the crowd or too blunt to be funny. Like just the fact that like really if it's not getting laughs and it's a funny concept, like maybe you need to like break down further, like how to describe those points. Like if it's something where it's like basically it's like, I don't know, like, um, like if it's like an edgy concept where it's like the concept of like i don't know race or rape or something like that is like the point like the way you describe it can really change the way that the audience absorbs it yeah it's 
it's how much can you push them? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. how can you build the tension and then break it? Right. That's yeah. that's the fun part for me because right. I think all of us here know that there are certain things that we do on stage where it's like, all right, I'm gonna need you to come on the ride. <laughs> well, that's that's why I do that stupid one liner at the beginning. I just figure, okay, if you can't handle this, you're gonna have a real bad time with the rest of this set. <laughs> and, and it's Jesus a great, Christ. It's a great introduction to who you are. Yeah. And and like what the rest of your set is gonna be. Right. It, you know? It's kind of an icebreaker. It's like, hey, here I'm I'm okay, I'm gonna throw a terrible idea at you <laughs> like an awful concept and then i'm going to turn it on its head with an even more awful concept yeah. and then, i'm gonna hyperbolize how absurd right both of these issues are right you know so and th and that's that's the fun part is kind of playing around with that sort of stuff yeah that i really really like like that i i don't know maybe i'm weird but i always feel like the closer I get to being done with something, the less I want to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you've already figured out how to make, like, all the beats hit yeah. exactly the way you want them to, and, like, everything's going smoothly, it's just everything's perfect, and then you get bored of it, because there's nothing to work there's on. There's nothing, yeah, there's but, nothing for me yeah. to figure out. With me, I, I love getting to the point where, like, okay, perfect, I have this working exact, now what do I do? Now I have this. What can I push that into? Right. So you go from like the story, the vampire story. Right. And it's like, okay, well, I got that. Okay, I got other story. Okay, well, I got the story about my uncle having the shootout with police. <laughs> I was fucking in that story too. Can we tie those together? Yeah. It's like, can I rhyme fucking with fucking? I'm now a little Wayne. Yeah. Hey, man. It's more complicated. Yeah, I was going to say, fuck that. Like, I'm this just kidding. Dude has how many platinum albums? <laughs> I like, mean, no, it works. Let's, let's take some advice that, here. That rhyme was... fucking with fucking. <laughs> no, I got to say, like, the way you described like the the cut for the vampire vampirism joke i'm just way too empathetic for that shit i'm just like dude uh, if you if you want a great like, story i'm just like uh, I, I can't went, handle it for a second like i can't even laugh at it. i'm just like i went, thinking of like i think of my like if that were to happen to me like oh shit <laughs> the funny part is i went to go do that uh, i my first like road gig where i was doing like a solid half hour yeah yeah I went down to Knoxville. Did you start oh, with that? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no. It was in the set. It was in the set. Uh, and I did the joke and, like, had everybody. Yeah. And there was this one comic. Um, she was sitting in the crowd. And she knows a buddy of mine who does really dark comedy. Okay. So it, it was like, okay, you guys have heard this dark type of stuff before. Like, you know this guy very well. He's from here. He's recorded albums. He's awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I'm doing that bit, and I, I get to the you know the mouth up on the yeah, wrist yeah, part, yeah. and you know she literally she's laughing the whole time, and she kind of goes and gets up and bolts to the restroom just to get away from the she joke. Like vomited? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was it was literally she needed to get away from the much. joke. Yeah, yeah. And I talked to her after the show, and she was like, the description of that. And the the comic in question went, that was so perfect. The way that you described it, 
you gave them just enough of an image yeah. to for them to imagine the worst thing they could. I was like, yeah, thank you for noticing that I that I, I paid attention in English class. No, you, you were definitely uh, painting a picture with your words, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's I mean, one of your most descriptive I know it I mean, you, you definitely there. hit it on the head because it, like, makes me, like, I mean, I and I, I appreciate it as a joke, and it's an interesting yeah. story, and it's funny, but it's just, it just, like... It's viscerally disturbing. Yeah. It's yeah, supposed to be. And that's fine. That's an interesting, like, thing to tap into. Like, I... I, I'm almost jealous of it, but at the same time, like, I just wouldn't, I, I can't, those type of things just get to me. Like, I don't, like, like gory movies or, like, I can't even, like, fucking <laughs> right. watch Grey's Anatomy with my girlfriend <laughs> half the time. Like, when Will Sasso lost his legs, I'm just like, no, ow, like, because I just think of, like, what if I got my legs stuck in an elevator? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm just like, that would hurt like shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I remember this one girl I actually met. You remember how when you were a kid, your parents always told you to tie your shoes because it would get caught in the, yeah, escalator. In the escalator. You met yeah. someone? It actually happened. What? To you? She, no, oh. she got her fucking toe like De-gloved? cut no. off in a fucking. No, no. Like she was missing a cut. I think it's toe. better to lose a toe than to get like your foot degloved. Have you no, ever yeah. seen? <laughs> oh, you oh, ever heard oh, of degloving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, there's your yeah, right there. That's you, the, yeah, oof. I mean, d- don't get me wrong. I wrote the bit, but I was still going, oh, Jesus. When... Just add degloving to it, and you'll hit the next level. <laughs> Slide her hand off like a sock. <laughs> it's like, hey, can we use that as a condom now? Like, will that feel better? Now you're getting, I, I don't even know what territory that's treading into. It's, it's Tarantino like, territory because it has to deal with feet. Yeah, that's a special dark territory <laughs> that not a lot of people can get to. Except Scott. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> that was I, I, I talked about that I, very early on in my show is the whole escalator thing. Because uh, I was doing this big thing about like lies and all this stuff. Uh, and I, it was just true. like, well, r- I, yeah, it can happen. Right. And, <laughs> and but but I was just like, wait a minute. But, like, for the most part, you're, like, fine, right? Like, I found out my aunt was just, like, oh, yeah, there, there's, like, one story, uh, and then we just kind of say it happens all the time. If you don't, you know, walk off the escalator before you get to the edge, <laughs> because then you can... Like, my mom literally told me, like, my feet will get sucked underneath there, and, like, I'll wind up with stumps. <laughs> And you're and you, I was like, what the? F- why? <laughs> why did we make something like this? And I, she was like, yeah, this is what it is. I mean, you literally just described a religion in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this, or you'll burn forever. <laughs> Only this religion revolves around uh, corporations trying not to get sued because they didn't put the appropriate amount. Oh, of you mean money? Labels. You oh, mean money? Yeah, yeah capitalism. Yeah, capitalism. Right. Got yeah. it. Because I mean, most yeah. escalators, like, where do you see them? <laughs> Malls and hotels, yeah, <laughs> yeah. department right. stores. Yeah, they need they need that same warning that uh, that coffee cups have, right? <laughs> yeah, the caution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it should just say caution. Don't be dumb. Caution stumps. Caution stumps. I think that speaks more to like our parents' generation of how they were taught to parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were like, use the fear. Well, the yeah. fear will do it. I mean, they grew up during the Cold War. Fire fuck bombs, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> Get under the desk. It'll it'll shield you from well, nuclear holocaust? Well, all right. Well, they're from the generation, though, where 
they're the reason why we had to have these warnings. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because they're yeah. the ones that were losing hands and feet <laughs> like getting I, stumps. Cause... Isn't that just like it, what – bear with me is because this just occurred to me is that that's like proof that maybe excessive freedoms – is not what humanity is ready for. <laughs> you know, like humanity needs like rules, <laughs> very specific things they can and can't do. Because most of yeah. us were just like, oh, well, it didn't say I could do it. And it's like, yeah, you're missing most of your toes. Well, the thing is, though, <laughs> they grew up in like these times of like protections and all of this stuff and like in the 80s. So they didn't rebel when they were in their like mid-20s like they're rebelling now right in their 60s they're like we don't want the government to take any of our taxes (laughs) and we have pensions and gold parachutes so fuck the young like they're gonna follow (laughs) our rules also but we're also gonna profit off them like we're gonna put a crazy clown in the office well (laughs) yeah of course because they missed the 80s and apparently all the cocaine that they used to do Do what so i I, do have you are you guys both you're 29 yeah, I'm about to be 30 in two weeks. You're. I'm turning 34 next month. Okay. Happy so, early birthday. So we're all kind of oh. in the same age grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah for the yeah. most part. Happy birthday. 85. I'm going to be 31 at the end of the month. Oh, happy early birthday yeah. to you. Thank you. you. Birthday yeah. party. Yeah. Woo-hoo. It's like a... What is it? It's Libra, and then what is it? Scorpio. Scorpio. That's Scorpio Sag. Sagittarius Brows. Yeah. Sag. <laughs> Just being real bro about it. <laughs> bro. <laughs> but, but there's this... That's what we do down here. I, I don't feel any, like strange reverence for the 80s nah. or the 90s um do, uh, like do are, you are, are we talking like um like culture from it or just anything just like i feel like there is like when when people make like 80s references people yeah. go nuts they're like fucking yeah I, you know like, like you ever read ready player one <laughs> i mean <laughs> like, i mean like exactly. I, dream. I do in some ways like I prefer, like, a lot of the video games that I'll play on consoles are from consoles from when I was a kid, like NES, Genesis, stuff like that. And I listen to a lot of, you know, 80s punk rock, 70s and 80s new wave. But, I mean, those systems came out, like, 88, 89, so it's still, like, a lot of that stuff, like, I still feel like it's, like, early 90s. Well, if you want to... Tri- but that's what I'm saying. I also yeah. have the same thing for the 90s. I listen to a lot of 90s alternative. Yeah. Uh, I listen... Like, that's what I grew up listening to. So I, I like it quite a bit. I like Ren and Stimpy and, you know, the TV shows that were, like... Because those yeah. had an effect on my sense of humor growing up. Yeah. So a lot of my... Uh, a lot of my personality and sense of humor is stamped with 80s and 90s. But is it just is it just nostalgia? Like, do you think it's just nostalgia and people get excited? I think about I th- that. I think when people have the huge pops, yeah, 80s, yeah, 90s, fuck yeah, 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 that is. What I generally have is just no. That's just the type of music I like. I think they made right. better music back then. Yeah. I think they took more risks. I think that you were allowed to take more risks it, with music and comedy and stuff. Uh, well, like there was just uh, well. When I say comedy, I meant more in like the animated realm, yeah. like specifically Ren and Stimpy stuff like that. It yeah. was this era. Well, even Simpsons was, was doing stuff. Nineties yeah. was a TV era. I feel like yeah. if I have to yeah. put a thought a thought to it, it's like. Uh, TV was like household at that point because when I like our first TV was like 
bunny ears and we had one TV in the house. And then by the mid nineties, we had like a cable box and like two or three TVs Fuck in my man. house. We had like, one of the black boxes yeah. where you got the free uh, pay-per-view and right. shit like that. You were stealing everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like nineties was more like television focused mm-hmm. where eighties was like the last bastion of like the way that they mo- made movies. Like it was like the John Hughes movies. And then you had like, hair metal and like cocaine (laughs) lots of cocaine (laughs) lots and lots of cocaine maybe that's what it is like it was like the the 80s child stars and like the just i don't i don't necessarily i can't put my finger on it but it's like it i don't know if it had to do with like how the country was economically at the time too because i mean that was like a, a boom and then massive inflation like right my big thing... Everybody with, had expendable income. My thing right. with the 80s and 90s was that art in general felt like it was actually dangerous. Okay. Like, okay, you had guys like Sam Kinison and Bill Hicks. Yeah. Two different ends of the political spectrum, but both right. vi- they were felt as being dangerous in different ways by different groups. You had uh, Ren and Stimpy, which is the dirtiest fucking show ever made for children. Yeah. <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life, same thing. Right. They're filthy. Like you, yeah, you think about it, and it's like literally disgusting for some, they, like similar to like what we're talking about, the, the visceral response yeah. to like some of those things. Like, no, no, I'm just going I'm with- I'm saying for me, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying straight up adult humor. Yeah, like, yeah, that too. Ren walking into the, like, the episode where Stimpy married the chicken- and yeah. was like having an affair behind Ren's <laughs> back with a with a skinned chicken from the from the grocery store, and he gets rid of it. I'll never see the chicken again. And then <laughs> Ren's coming back from work, walking in the back door, and his father knows best way that they did for yeah. that show to make fun of it. And he walks in and slips in a white puddle in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> and he gets up and goes, Stimpy, I know what you've been doing. <laughs> like, that's filthy. Yeah. yeah. But it, that's what I'm saying. Like, they they took risks. It was dangerous well, in I'll a say, way. Well, I'll say this, too, is there, there were certain cartoons, maybe up till the early 2000s, because uh, I, I have this kind of vivid memory of do you guys remember the show courage the cowardly dog yeah yeah that there, was a, that was a big one that was a huge one right where they, where they dealt with a lot of like death depression death stuff and like depra- that. Yeah, yeah i remember i remember one where he was like escaping death yeah like mm-hmm. the the manifestation of death yes. itself and like i remember watching that and thinking it was really funny <laughs> like what they were doing with it yeah. was really, really funny. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, I wonder if that would play off as dark comedy. Right. It is. Today. It is. You know, the the thing that I'm looking at is like, OK, so you guys are the same age I am. I got Cartoon Network when I was very young, when it was just the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah. Like the the Simpsons, oh, yeah. the Flint or the the, the Flintstones and the Jetsons, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but what I remembered most growing up were uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah, Looney Tunes. Yeah, and I I used to have a bit that I did that I've abandoned for so long that I basically said I don't under I know why kids today are soft. <laughs> they have people like SpongeBob, where good uh, the good guy the guy who's nice to everybody. Yeah. Even if he fuck, 
fucks up, everything still works out for him. Now, you take that back to, like, Bugs Bunny. If you were stupid, Bugs Bunny would get one over on you right. every day of the week. Right. So you had to be strong to, like, yeah, back then. Yeah, if you then. mess up, it's duck season. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, the, it, in, in the old ones, it was the stupid right. are preyed on. Right. In the new one, it's if you're nice, it doesn't matter if you're stupid. You're going to be fine. Everything is going to be That's okay. Right. Millennials, well, everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, with Bugs Bunny, too, I think it was just, it was such a, an interesting commentary on, like, ignorance, yeah. right? It's like, don't be ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because if you're ignorant, you're going to get shot. You could yeah. get shot in the face. <laughs> well, yeah. And the, you I, know? And it's weird how much culture was in, like, that's the first place that I learned about opera. Yeah, yeah. Like the, when the, I think about that, the one where definitely. they do the the ride of the Valkyries, yes. the, they they do all yep. the Wagner stuff. Classic. I can, yeah, I can whistle or hum all of those things. And when I think about it, it's like literally Looney Tunes or like commercials. Like <laughs> I still yeah. picture uh, Bugs with the with the Viking hat, yeah, yeah. and the braids. Yeah, you know, like and and that was the thing with with Bugs Bunny specifically. Which is like way older than you know, yeah. like all of us. Yeah. But we grew up watching we grew it. Up, well, I grew up watching it too. Like every Saturday morning, yeah. And it's like this is a cross-dressing rabbit, <laughs> yeah. That who is that smooching weird, dudes and yeah. doesn't give. That's a why shit. Elmer Fudd yeah. wanted him dead, <laughs> right? And it was yeah. Which which is again, it's just like it's there is a level of ignorance that they are satirizing, yeah. Uh, and you know Daffy Duck with with the, like there's there's hubris. And 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 like what you miss when you become too like when there's too much hubris in what you're doing, yeah, yeah, right. And it's like all the, that's kid stuff, but it's well, just veiled. Yosemite Sam was another like he's always angry. There's the episode right. where they were they were political pundits against each other, and Bugs was satirizing uh, um, Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Oh. He, he, I speak softly and I carry a big stick. And, and, well, I speak loudly and I carry a bigger stick. And I use it too. And he just, you know, Yosemite Sam starts trying to beat the crap beat, out of yeah, Bugs. Yeah. yeah. But of course, Bugs is always smarter. He always outsmarts him. Well, there's poise, right? Yeah. And, and like Bugs is always kind of poised and uh, sort of in control. Like you never saw Bugs Bunny just lose his shit. And yeah. when he did, that's the funny thing. You can always pinpoint the episodes where he went nuts. Right. Yeah. Like well, there was wasn't those there couple... one uh, with like the big shoulder monsters where he was like in like an insane asylum or something. The oh, big hairy yeah, monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he had to figure out how to deal with the monster because he got scared by him. And then he was like, "Oh, well, I'll just." I'll give him a manicure and I'll, and <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, yeah. And he like chops yeah, him up yeah, and stuff. Yeah. 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 Like it's always <laughs> like, even though, even though your emotions get the better of you, like you can think through them. Right. It's sort of the thing that I always got out of Bugs Bunny is maybe not directly, but when you think back on it, you're like, yeah, if you kind of think through your emotions and understand where they're coming from and what they're doing, you can figure out, how to like solve the problem. Yeah. And know? this is why I think cartoons today are stupid. <laughs> well, I don't think they want the message. I don't the, think they want this underlying thing. But that's the problem. Like I will go back and watch those all the time because they're they're still as funny and as good as they were. 
and it's partially because they thought about what they were saying. But the meaning of the joke changes as you get older. Which is you know, even which better. is even fucking better. Yeah, there was a term. Uh, I, I went to school for for design, and there's a term called graphic resonance. Yeah, and it's basically every time you look at a piece of art, every time you look at a piece of you know whether it's a logo, whether it's mm-hmm. a, it's an ad, whether it's a poster, every time you look at it, you go, oh, I never, oh, that's cool. I never saw that. You know, it's like, oh, I never noticed that. There were five arrows on that logo before. Right, like you, there's That's always amazing. something new. Yeah, and to then explore. Yeah, and it changes what it means. Yeah. a little bit, you know, and, and th- which is kind of like what, which is kind of like joke writing for us, you know. Yeah, like that's, and it, like, I, I mean, it seems like we all kind of, like I said, we grew up in that same time, so we have like, okay, we have the same memories of it, and it's like, God, those were like. You know, now we're in the business of of writing and stuff, so we right. have to dissect those type of things. And it's like, man, that's why I can't watch. Like, I mostly won't watch newer cartoons. Like, uh, I'll I'll make a couple of exceptions. Invader Zim was very good. Oh man, that, <laughs> well, I feel but, so but that good. guy that guy started off writing comics. Yeah, yeah. Johnny the Homicidal Maniac is one of the best <laughs> comics ever. My wife is obsessed with that. Comic. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's it, and it's really well written. It's really dark and it's really satirical. Where like the movie itself, sorry if this is spoilers for people. Oh, that's all right. Uh, it's been out. We for spoiling like two shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, t- turn off your ears. Jump ahead gonna... forty five seconds. Yeah, now but... <laughs> he's spoiling it for me too, folks. It's oh, are, am I? I haven't watched it. Oh, it's fine. Shit. It's fine. No, I don't care. I don't care the, about well spoilers. I, this so. isn't going to ruin. Too I think, much of the movie. I think the whole thing is pretty like understandable where it's going though. Like there's not yeah. any yeah. surprises to it. But the but the best line was uh I just had to sell them the apocalypse. <laughs> like he literally sells the apocalypse to people. Like yeah. all I had to do was add a price tag to it and they bought into it. Like right. they bought into their own demise. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a kid's cartoon. Right. Talking about like crony capitalism. Right. Yeah. You know, well, like I, I was like, that's incredible. I feel like I wasn't ready for this deep dive on like Looney Tunes <laughs> and cartoons and everything, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But like, it's like, um, like to think about like, who do you like, just thinking about how like this depth to cartoons and things like that, where, like you look at movies nowadays and you're like, oh, like that's a joke for us, the adults. But this is a kid's movie. Uh, but like when you think about the maturity that's written into those older cartoons. Like, they were never meant for children. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's such like a narrow. Right. There's like I mean, that was like the South Park of its day or like whatever adult yeah. cartoons that we have now mm-hmm. and the messages that they're sharing. No, I mean, back then they literally were not right. meant for children. They weren't. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, no. They used to. Okay, so they weren't on TV originally. Okay. They showed huh. them before films okay. at theaters. Um. So, like the old Felix the Cat. I'm not talking the one from the 50s. Yeah. That was made for children because that was in the age of television. Okay. But if you go back to the 20s when he first came out, there was an episode uh, or a cartoon with Felix the Cat where there was a sad clown crying by a pond and he pulls out a gun Mm -hmm. and points it to his head and is going to take his own life. Felix walks up and he decides 
to try and help him. <laughs> wow. The clown was sad because since he has a red nose, no girl wanted to date him oh, because oh, of his man. big red nose. So Felix goes through a couple of different things and eventually figures out a way to help him. He gives him booze <laughs> as a way to explain the red nose away. <laughs> That's not for children. Well, no. yeah. And of course, with any technology, these were cartoons before and after porn films. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, sure, they. Pr- I'll be honest, there are probably a few of those. <laughs> It's like, hey, we want to get you in the mood, but we want to, we want to make you feel silly first. You want to know what gives you a boner? Sad clowns about to murder themselves, but it's okay. They got drunk. You're probably drunk too. Yeah, yeah look at the. Let's show you Betty Boop, Boop Boopy Doop, and now titties. Uh, like, I let's yeah, do I mean. That. I mean, because that's like with all the big technology advances, though, like there's just so much money in porn that that's really where oh you need God. to be if you have like a new technology. Like, Oh, yeah, for like sure. Virtual reality right now is just single handedly <sighs> being held up by the porn. And like, it's like, oh, it's for video games. And they're just sitting there like, sure. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure it is. Just wait until we figure out how to stimulate you through that fucking <laughs> VR. They, they made a Black Mirror episode like that. It's I'm, a great oh, yeah. dude. That episode. we were talking about Demolition Man earlier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you remember the the way that they have sex in that? Oh yeah, the with the, the, the sex, oh yeah. That, yeah okay. First of yeah. all, cool story. The reason that that got written into the movie, there was supposed to be a sex scene. Oh, Sandra Bullock wouldn't do the sex scene. Apparently, good for her. Yeah. yeah. So they had to come up with a workaround because there was supposed to be that between those two characters. So they came up with that. They're so like, instead, we're in she... the future, and, you guys. And it's re- I thought it was a brilliant idea. It's like that makes total sense for this sterile <laughs> fucking right. society. You don't know how to use the three shelves. Nobody knows how to use the three shelves. <laughs> we're gonna get that. We're gonna get the truth out of Rob Schneider one of these days. Oh, right. I'm I'm assuming scooping and scraping. I feel like he ad libbed that line, and then they had to bring the shells in. (laughs) That was before they decided what the prop was going to be. Like we we got to ask him, Sandra Bullock, and Benjamin Bratt, and and compare (laughs) the answers and make sure that they're all the same because otherwise they're (laughs) lying to us. They're keeping it to themselves. I don't trust them. Well, and now we don't need dystopian films. We're living in a <laughs> right. dystopian yeah. universe. It's We're like, wow, that's right so. It. <laughs> I oh man, uh, another comedian, Johnny Azari, posted yeah. something the other day Johnny's where great. he was like, "I just got done reading Brave New World by Huxley, <laughs> and I found it to be a very boring." Uh, account of twenty first century <laughs> life. Yeah. Johnny's great. John, yeah, that guy's we, funny. Johnny and I were talking about that uh when I <laughs> when I saw him in New York and you know I, w- I was just like, man, everybody's freaking out about nineteen eighty four and how like we're living in nineteen eighty four. It's like bro, we were we walked ourselves into a brave new world yeah and like we did and no one wants to address it so when he put that up i was like bravo sir bravo well said well said that is it's what... just like we did but that's what we did we fucking walk right into it yeah right <laughs> and we're just like how did we get here it's like did you just forget 30 years of history <laughs> of well, like how and, we just 
<laughs> now you see like all the uh, like all the technology that wants to put like cameras on your TV and like the Facebook yeah. portal and like all that shit. That I mean, was, uh, I, I mean, I have was... a cell phone sitting right there. Yeah, yeah. Hello, NSA. We're, yeah. we're doing we our own podcast for our FBI agents. They all get to. Hell <laughs> yeah! Hearing this shit, they think we love you, Google. To them. We love you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe put that don't double plus. Don't Google. be evil. Thing yeah. back into your mission yeah, yeah. I mean, can, like, can I you do like... me a favor and not release like my porno uh, history to people? Like, no, that'd be cool. <laughs> they're gonna sit on it until you decide to run for office, <laughs> right? Or until, good. I'm until not running for office. Until their precogs decide leaked. that you're a threat. I don't to... even know how. <laughs> <laughs> until their precogs decide that you're a threat to their profitability, like they'll just sit on that for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> then, but... they'll, then they'll be like, "Man, this dude's a freak," and then they'll watch my spe- you know, like some of my comedy, <laughs> and be like, "Oh shit, he talks about work." on stage and then, okay we're good and then you're just like well i got some extra downloads that's <laughs> so all good <laughs> like i mean i feel like it is important though to like i i do support any project that's currently trying to bring the control of our data into our own hands or at least lets us try and sell it or yeah. profit off it ourselves yeah. like yeah. honestly like projects like uh the cryptocurrency basic attention token like things like that like i think like I know you talk a lot about uh, Andrew Yang and like the yeah. universal mm-hmm. income, like that type of thing. Like I feel like honestly, that could be a perfect way to like kind of put a price tag on our our information and like basically, if we're the commodity, like give us the chance to live off some of that. You know, like that could be a way to. It's not perfect, but it's like I feel well, it's, like that's it's a, not going to be. Yeah, and and we're never gonna know whether whether we can get close to making that shit perfect until we right. try it. You know, right. and that's my big thing with a- anytime somebody brings up any of this stuff, right? Um, like my wife and I were talking about what's going to be the next amendment, right? You know, <laughs> they've been talking about the next amendment, uh, and we were like, oh, th- undoing Citizens United and campaign finance, yeah, yeah, reform, that'd be a good right? one. That'd be a great one, <laughs> but but money and speech. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Actually, what it's going to be is erasing most of the rights that we already are supposed to have. Well, Um, yeah. Well, mostly because, well, I'm a realist. Well, I don't I mean, that's the thing is like no one wants to no one wants to say what they want to do, because if if that was what the what they proposed to be the 20th Amendment, there would be so much public backlash. And and so I mean, but that's because like none of that shit's gonna stay hidden for too long. Yeah. They can't work within the shadows anymore. Uh, which kind of brings me to what I think it might be, which is technology. Because yeah. look, companies like Google, YouTube, right, uh, Facebook, these are global companies at this point that are based in America. So what do we do with how they operate in different countries being an American company. Yeah. So it so I think the twentieth amendment is gonna have to address that sort of stuff and figure out how do we have an American company that has a global audience. Right. That that operates in different countries that don't have things like freedom of speech, that don't have things like uh, a, a secular government, you know, like yeah. how, how do we let an American company operate in that sort of stuff? And I think I, I think the 20th Amendment might start that conversation about that. Well, and especially when you drill down, you see how they use all this data to uh, influence and funnel people through like what is essentially your life now right like, on the Internet. And it's just scary to think of how much influence they have or like what they can <laughs> yeah. serve to you to try and like bend your will or like literally 
to get all the like to like all like the like I I can't even pick out a specific example, but like you take something small and like turn it into the Charlottesville rallies and like all the groups coming against each other until someone ends up dead, you know? Like, right. Yeah. I mean, the How Charlottesville rally, somebody did end up dead. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, and that's, it, what was it, it was kind of, it's never good when somebody dies. Right. But I was kind of surprised that that wasn't sort of the, the powder keg that woke everybody up. Right. Because you had, you had organizations like Vanguard, which is a hyper nationalistic organization, right? They're basically they're they're a conservative think tank that pro you know it's like a, a pro America or whatever. But they were coming out and being like, "We do not support what this dude did," right? Right. So you had this hyper nationalistic group saying that they don't support this guy that espoused neo Nazi philosophies, and then you obviously had everybody on the left being like, "Fuck this guy," right? right? We don't support what this guy does, and we were and to me, I thought. Well, it sucks that this woman had to die, and is that what it takes for us to like snap ourselves into being like, oh, we all need to fucking come together? Yeah, and but do, no. and but but right because it got squashed out because you had you you know Trump came out and was like, well, there's good people on both sides, and it's like, bro, <laughs> like a woman just died, dog, right? And even the even the 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 people that you are claiming are people that voted for you are being like this guy's not okay right and but yeah. then the media the, cycle the was quote all un, about that the quote unquote good people that you were just talking about that are on the right literally just came out and said douchebags right. like pointing yeah. at them going yeah. yeah these people that were out here chanting and like espousing nazi credos yeah we we may be national american nationalists who believe in America first, even we don't right. condone these guys. But that's because they recognize that the principles and values that they stand for, which are these pro-American ones, the are unite not the right or kind of. Uh, I can't. I can't remember. But it's just, they're they're just all these like it's like this Richard Spencer think tanks yeah, and shit yeah. like that, and and everything <clears throat> that kind of like that looks like that right sort of shit i mean those are all just like the ideals that they champion you know the the freedom and the liberty and all these other words that they use um that that they've kind of co-opted well they were looking at these nazi chants and being like that's not american right like we fought that you know like they can even still come together but but we still haven't crossed those boundaries which is sort of what I look at the 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 whole thing with Charlottesville, and I was like, we almost had it. Yeah, like they, we almost had that moment where, look, well, I don't, you don't have to agree with everybody all the time, but at the end of the day, we're kind of fighting for the same cause, right? We which is, we had a, a nice moment where everybody kind of agreed on something, and instead of looking at that, we went back to going, yeah, but you don't believe this, so fuck you. Yeah. Right, and it was like it doesn't need to be fuck you. You yeah. don't believe this. Why? You know why don't you believe it? Right. What, that to me is far more interesting of a conversation, and then then you know you, oh you you think abortion is baby killing? Why? What is it? Ab tell me, tell me what, tell me what your thoughts are. 
Yeah. That's far more interesting of a conversation than go fuck yourself because, you know, you don't think that this is the right thing to do or whatever, right? And and that's that's what I mean is we had that common ground and it and then we lost it because the only thing we could concentrate on is well Trump said there's good people on both sides and then the media just took that and spun right. it out and it was like all of these other conversations that could have been had were gone it just like disperses the tip of the spear essentially seems just... like that happens almost every week <laughs> in this country now cuz like yeah the, the media is prop uh, or I should say corporate media is propaganda well because the problem that we're running into is that there are so many people who are you know avowed conservatives who are coming out and going God, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. And, and instead yeah. of being able to go, okay, we, we all agree on this. Okay, what do we do about it? Now it's like, okay, here's something else. Well, so you never get a chance to focus on anything anymore. True. Well, that's basically just hyper-normalism of, of, of that. That's a tactic that they're using yeah. to just make it everyday life. Well, it's also, I mean, to go back to Brave New World, that's kind of what it is, is like overwhelm them with information mm -hmm. you just throw constant shit and then you keep know? them just happy enough to yeah not worry about it yeah yeah you know and if you do get worried about it that's okay we have these pills for you yeah yeah don't don't be don't worry just take this thing and you will see the world that we want you to see right uh, <laughs> go, to quote <laughs> you know? bill hicks go back to sleep america <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Exactly. <laughs> and, that, and that's what, you know, w one of the problems I have with the left and, and the, you know, the current Democratic establishment is that's what they're fighting for. These people that, that consider themselves to be progressives and, you know, uh, champions of equal rights and, and they're coming out and being like, oh, I'd love to see a, a Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg ticket is like, you're looking for the status quo again. Yeah. But the status quo kind of sucked. So why are you, like, why are you going back to the status it's, it's quo? It still falls. It's not even like libertarian anymore at that point. It's still like right of the aisle, and it's still yeah. yeah it's don't, still, don't get me wrong. I would still vote for that ticket over right. what we have now, just to <laughs> just to move the dial, but a little. They're still beholden to their to their their donors and right. whoever yeah. that they're making deals with, and they talk about. Unity, like I, I don't know. It like makes me feel sometimes. Like I, I like to take extreme stances just to kind of stimulate like the conversation or like find just the crazy people that are in my <laughs> sphere of influence. Just to like, I mean, obviously, if I say something where like to vote Republican is inherently racist or something like that at this point, like obviously, I don't necessarily think that every single person who votes Republican is racist. But at the same time, if you're gonna see what's going on in this world at this point in time like and you can still agree to the current administration or like support keep supporting like the the people who are allowing this to happen and continue to vote locally or wherever elsewhere obviously like and it's not to say that there aren't racist Democrats. I mean, like Hillary Clinton with her super predators oh, comment, oh, Joe Biden Jesus. with, uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta play records for him. What was That's it? What, uh, <laughs> Poor kids are just as good as white kids. Poor kids like, are just as good as white kids. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, I oh, mean, Joey. obviously, obviously there's a problem, but I feel like anytime that I address that, like I have to be, and maybe it's a problem that I go so far left with it or like, I'm not trying to be militant with it either. It's just like, 
No, yeah. Uh, Scott and I were talking about this on the ride up. Is my father-in-law and I, every time that we will see each other, at some point, at some point, because we'll have political conversations, at some point it'll wind down to socialism. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's and that's the big boogie monster. That's the big boogie monster, right? And uh, and the way that it's sold is that it's the exact same thing as communism. And basically, the way that he pitched it to me was, "Do you really want a socialist government where where every word you say on stage then belongs to the government, and and you have no uh, creative control, and you you don't have any ownership of anything?" Yeah, and I was like, "That's communism." Communism. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think you're describing socialism or, and communism can't work with human emotions yeah <laughs> like, or or they compare <laughs> greed or they greed. compare socialism to nazis they're like the nazis that's, right. be, that's because they co-opted the name yeah socialist right, right. exactly national socialist well that was that was one of the things that he brought up because i was like you know i i like what the dsa is doing and he's like well look look at democratic socialists what did Hitler's party? I was like, the National Socialist Party? Yeah, man. Like, that's not the same thing. Right. And he's like, no, they're, they're basic. And I was like, no. Nah, well, and they use, they nah. use nah. those terms. Nah, fam. Nah, fam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> but they use those terms, though, to make it just an instant stopping point. Like, right. okay. We're going to, like, and it, they use it in such a perfect way that they convince people to vote against their own personal well-being like mm-hmm. if we have public health care that is subsidized by the government like if we're subsidizing our incomes or anything like that that's socialism but if we bail out the banks if we bail out the auto industry if we give them such gigantic tax breaks that they are just making money hand over fist and not adding that to wage growth and they just continue voting for their own like they're voting for their own yeah. raises like yeah. okay so it's just like literally i don't know i i've probably been on reddit too that's much like but the sweet sweet trickle down right there yeah but. it's like i ain't seen <laughs> shit <laughs> like that's the that's the problem with trickle down is that it's very it's a it's a trickle yeah you know what well, i i i want to and uh, they're sealing all the the tr- all the leaks man yeah <laughs> i i want i want the broken faucet down right you know give me that or you I know, mean, just bust like, up some pipes. Can we bust up the pipes of the economy just a little bit? Or even you get people so fucking selfish to where it's like you start talking about reforming education Ooh. and like just the it's literally just fueling the ignorance because that's the other tactic is like defunding education and like demonizing like oh you got all the college nerds and like oh I didn't go to school why why don't I get a bailout why are they gonna pay for your for your school well, like or your loans like I I had this argument with somebody about about the student loan thing and uh, you know I we were talking about it and I was like you know I paid off my student loans right um I was broke pretty much the first 3 or 4 years out of college uh I worked a couple jobs were yours you know? relatively low or uh, uh roughly 30 okay that's yeah. that's not a small it's, fee uh, yeah it, I, I mean that's that's like if if I had a job that was actually supposed to pay me what I was supposed to get paid for an entry level position in graphic design, right, I would get thirty thousand dollars a year. Right. So essentially, I had one year's worth of salary of loans. Right. So the only way I was able to pay them down is by just paying into the principal constantly. Yeah. 
So I'm not making a whole lot of money because well, I have two part-time jobs. Yeah. But I'm putting a majority of that So you were just smart about loans. it. Yeah, you literally live very frugally for a long period of yeah. time just to pay that down. Yeah, boy, was it really difficult to be in a relationship with that sort of shit. Right. You know? Like, I mean, I, I went to school. I never got any of my degrees, but I have, like, 100 credits between, like, three different majors. Yeah. And I managed to not have any debt like i lived at home that's for awesome. a long period of time yeah. but it's like i don't really have anything to show for it still but it's like i've gotten skills to get me where i am today well the the argument ends up being that people give me is is well how how do you feel like how would you feel uh if somebody else's student loans were were erased or you know uh forgiven or whatever and you had to uh, live, you know, in this poverty for for x amount of years and struggle all this time. Yeah, I was like, I uh, nothing. I great. Well, I don't want anybody to go through the same right, shit. Right, exactly. I did. You're you know, you're a reasonable person to be yeah. like that. Someone else has that option, but not only that, it's they don't think about the part the part where it's like, okay, now we have all this money freed up in the economy to where like you're you're a comedian now you're outperforming like instead of like having to perform at a show where since everyone is so hard up for money and the co- the economy's retracting like they could actually afford to pay for a $20 ticket for the show yeah like and but they'll like if if it's not a movie like even movies like it's hard enough for the movie industry to stay afloat at like 10 15 bucks a ticket right right for like a million multi-million dollar movie. dollar movie yeah like yeah. it's it's just such a like if we had all these people not having to worry about making ends meet or like if if your circumstances were different, if you had a kid w- right out of college Oof. or if you got injured and like couldn't work or anything of like maybe the economy wasn't as strong over the last 10 years, like you would still be paying down on it, you know, like it's you yeah. would want the same opportunity. Yeah, I I think part of that is also just people get stuck in one, they get stuck in themselves. Yeah. You know, it becomes everything about themselves. And uh, I think Western ideology, um, you know, I i don't like saying American ideology. Because yeah. I do think it's a Westernized ideology, right? Like European, Canada has it. There is this level of individual that's all about you. It's all yeah, about yeah. the self. Um, and that's, I think, where that comes from is because you're like, well, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be okay with it. I, I fucking worked my ass off. I, I did this. Yeah. I made these sacrifices. The bootstraps. Yeah. Why aren't you making the sacrifices? Why did, why did I have to go through with it? You right. Know, why, why did I have to be the one? And at the end of the day, yeah, man, it sucks. It sucks that you had to go through with it. Right. I mean, do you really want somebody else to feel that same pain? Right. right. And once you kind of start going through that, it's like, well, no, I don't. Uh, but that's that's that common thing that you can get to is at the at the end of the day, do you think that education should be worth, you know, a couple thousand dollars and that the, this wave of anti-intellectualism that is spreading around, the, you know, around the country, around the world mm-hmm. is coming from the fact that at this point, education is only meant for the elites. Yeah. Right? To get this kind of education and not be in crippling debt, to right. not screw your life over five or six years after you get out of college. Right. Is only meant for the the the, the top. 
it, it the does definitely class. add to the barrier event, barrier to entry and then yeah the rest of it it's just modern day like serfdom in a way like you just yeah you become a lifetime wage slave and like that's or at least at the very least you can't leave your job like we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. like you're tied to your income like i mean i can't go out and protest like tomorrow unless i take a vacation day you know what i mean yeah like i can't i can't be active in the community and not risk losing my job like that you know what i mean that's part of the thing is like for me with with the stuff that i talk about on stage because i talk about a lot of issues and philosophy and that sort of stuff i can't be at the marches all the time right i want to you know uh, there uh i was in madison wisconsin with uh my friend lee uh lee camp who's a brilliant comedian uh, you know, he has a, he has a television show called Redacted Tonight. So, and and it's all about like the redacted news stories yeah, that you yeah. don't hear, like you know things right. that, that the mainstream is not going to cover. But there was a climate protest going on when mm-hmm. we were in Madison and Milwaukee, right? And everybody's like, "Are you going? Are you going to show up?" And we would have loved to, you know, I I, I would have loved to be down there, but I can't because even me that that kind of has this. Um, like I am, I am not tied down to a particular, uh, a company, yeah. you know, or job or whatever, but I still got to show up to the gig on time. Right. I still got to make sure the mics are working. Right. And this room is seated properly. And you know, yeah, where especially t- when it's like not a comedy club or like right. you're not sure who knows what's up. Like, so I would love to do that, but that's, but that's the thing is we have to, learn what our roles are in society and accept our positions in it, right? I can't be the person that organizes or I can't be the person that's in the front lines with the picket lines, but I can be the person that talks about the people that are and shed some light on it to let other people know, hey, you can do it too, and you don't have to be the guy that's in the front lines of the protest. You can do something different. You can take what they are championing and apply it to your life, and in right. that little thing that you, you know you can you can make a big deal. Like even this podcast, yeah. The fact that you are taking this stride of self improvement, which yeah. a lot of people don't do, and putting it on, on, you know, on this on the internet for mm-hmm. a bunch of people to listen to and have your own level of accountability for it. Yeah, it's basically like, hey, guys, I I'm doing it. You right. Know? And it's hard, and it, and you're going to hear about the struggles. You're going to hear about the successes. That means that you can do it too, right? And and, and that's he, that's your role in the society. Yeah, you know, and that's an important aspect of it, just to let people know that it's a possibility, right? You know, and and I do feel like that's the important part. It's just like it it's a way to hold myself accountable, and in some ways, it's like kind of uh, like it's it's just it's creating something as well mm-hmm. but like definitely i enjoy like having it be like an example of like success or failure like i want to share those things to help yeah. myself and try and help others and like be a net positive for sure like yeah and i think everybody everybody on the ground level can do that yeah you know it's definitely possible well and like you're saying it's like i'm not in a position anymore to where I can, like, I'm not traveling as much for comedy anymore Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So it's definitely, like, these types of conversations as well. Like, the political aspect's a pretty big portion of, like, the podcast. It's not the main focus, but it's definitely something that we talk about pretty frequently in, like, these current events and things that are going on. So it's, like, definitely trying to understand, 
like that because i mean from like adam my co-host is mm. very uh more libertarian like just real independent thinking so he's wrong <laughs> no <laughs> i don't yeah that's that's and, that's the joke that i do well i mean and, and overall like i mean just even like the conversation that we had about charlottesville it's like yeah. we're not sitting here like i mean i i feel like i wish he was here like next time you're in town i definitely want to do it a conversation with all of us yeah um but um <clears throat> mainly just we definitely disagree on certain things. So we're kind of learning again to respect each other's opinions and try and found, find a common ground or just like understanding why we fundamentally disagree and like what can be a way forward through some conversations or like what the messages that we want to put out there. But definitely just like thinking about those things or like seeing these aspects and like absorbing the different perspectives, I feel like is very important. Cause I mean, still there's a lot of things where I'm like, maybe if i'm sitting just on reddit all day like looking at all these very <laughs> left-wing sources like i have right. to i still have to check myself on it but my main philosophy is that there's obviously things that are morally very right and things that are very wrong with what's going on and uh like more or less when it breaks down to it it's like i feel like um not to be religious about it but it's like in a way, America is like a Christian country, and basically, I'm agnostic at best, honestly. Yeah. But well, America is a Christian country, but it's not a practicing Christian. Yeah, well, and I don't feel like uh, like church and state definitely have nothing to do with. They should not have mm -hmm. anything to do with each yeah. other. But it's like still just that, in my in my opinion, like America is like taking care of those that can't take care of themselves and like gaining. Maybe not that, but, like, um, at least the diversity, like, you gain strength through your differences and, like, helping each other out when you can't help yourself, like, you'll have that same thing to fall back on. That's just society to me is, like, having those opportunities. Like, that's why we bunch together in a village because we all don't have giant fucking sticks to murder <laughs> everything with, you know? Like, we each have our own strengths that we can contribute, and, right. I mean, obviously it's going to be taken advantage of in some aspects, but I really don't think that it's taken advantage of as often as they like to try and do like, or try and make examples of and like really our government, like our government when they say, Oh look, this is a failing costly program because they stripped the fuck out of it after it was like, like social security, the way it's set up is yeah. supposed to maintain itself, but they keep cutting funding they for cutting, it. They, they to keep put, cutting it. Cause yeah. I'm, I eventually I want to do a bit about how, politicians that do that they're just dragons shoveling treasure like into their fucking <laughs> castles like and breathing fire on the poor i don't know um <laughs> i i can't even remember my original point but it's just like i don't know like make sure society is here to like help everyone and like you can benefit yeah. from it like whether whether you're on the top or the bottom like i don't Everybody has a part to play. Slash ramble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I no, I, I yeah. I think you're right. Everybody has a part to play in society. It's just a matter of figuring that out, right? And if somebody's struggling, <clears throat> you know, if somebody's struggling to figure out what their place in society is, I think that's part of the role of society to be like, let's figure help, it out. Help them, yeah. Help them to find it yeah. or get them to like the like help them fulfill their hierarchy of needs to where they yep. can get to a point of being a productive part of society. Yeah. Like 
that's like it. that's definitely a lot stronger than just saying fuck you like <laughs> have some more babies so we can fuel the army <laughs> <laughs> also you're a slave for life no? yeah yeah right what well once you're done with the army don't come to us <laughs> yeah just fucking don't. <laughs> carlin's bit <laughs> um but that and uh i don't know I'm, the main thing is uh my co-host has never voted, so I, yeah, right. I was gonna say I was uh, trying to think of. I just can't. Ex- I, I mean, I can't. I I can't use the smart words that well all the time. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're but I'm tired. just trying to think of like good examples of like why it's important, or like sometimes we kind of get in the argument of like. My main point is usually at this point in time, uh, there is someone in power who is obviously going to be one side's candidate and at this point in time obviously there's a group that the way our system works right now it might not be a perfect group because that's that also the other side argument is like well there's problems over there too and it's like okay but like we'll we'll focus on them once we get back to a point where we're not completely losing our ability to have a democracy is i mean and that (laughs) might be still completely pulling the fire alarm but i don't feel like it's completely out of the question with like the way things are going like there's so many norms that have been completely broken and shattered that it's hard to say what tomorrow might bring because did you think that like would you think that like half the shit that's happened in the last three years would happen um no way but i feel like it's to a point that if you if you sit out or if you vote independent like that's essentially a vote for the winning side the way our system works but i mean no matter what i would prefer that someone votes instead of not at all i agree with that um my argument for uh my friends who don't vote is you do bitch about politics right (laughs) that's i don't think you should be allowed to say a goddamn thing unless you've done at least your (laughs) bare minimum to try and assure that the outcome you want happened i can't vote really now you have yeah yeah, you have i have a green card you have a you have a legitimate reason yeah um i'm in the process of right yeah um, yeah, so you have a legitimate reason to not be able to. This yeah. person was born here, has the ability to, and if you bitch about politics and you have the ability to, right? Well, if my, you can't, the, the biggest argument to to me, it's like, okay, I get it. The voting system is flawed and yeah. corrupted and horrible. Uh, and horrible. Yeah, yeah, but y- the more we do it, and the more we push, yeah. The, the more maybe we can get those, you know, the, the, those pieces of legislation that we want. Right. You know, the, the, the people that we actually um, know are going to represent us. Right. And not the interests of the corporate sector or not the interests of lobbyists or, yeah. or whoever it is. Uh, and, and essentially unfuck the system a little bit. Right. You know, create create... I'm not, you know, I say the system, but I'm not against systems in general. I I am against flawed, corrupted systems, right? Uh, that are that are, you know, lopsided, and uh, and and not 
and don't give a shit <laughs> about like right you know uh the the rights of people yeah like what this country was founded on so basically just making sure that your vote is heard in order to make sure that you can yeah. try and increase your representation yeah. at the very least yeah. hey, and i got to that point where i was like i'm not gonna vote shame anybody right you know like you you voted for whatever reasons you did yeah i started doing that i mean the night of the election uh I met a kid that was a Bernie supporter that voted for Trump. Right. And I was like, why? And he was like, I'm not fucking having well, this conversation. And he was like, I just wanted to see something like, different. fun. Yeah. Like he yeah. literally said, I'm, uh, if, if I'm going to, if, if it's going to be horrible, um, l- let's at least have fun right. with it. Well, and I, I would be, I would <laughs> be know, lying like, if I, if I said that that thought never crossed my mind. That, oh, for sure. Like maybe, cause well, I mean, primarily like they, they divided the vote by like first of all like really pushing into like Bernie got fucked by the DNC. Yep. So Hillary's crooked. She's a criminal. Yep. So here's uh, Trump. He's the roller coaster. You can go ahead and vote for him. It'll be interesting <laughs> as shit. Who knew he was a literal Nazi? <laughs> even though he's literally saying I'm a Nazi, vote for me. I got my playbook for Mein Kampf and Russia. <laughs> if you're out there. But then you also have like the Jill Stein, the third party candidate. Was it Jill Stein? It was Jill Stein. So yeah. then you have that third party candidate that splits the vote yet again. Because I had, I had a bunch of friends who were like, "Okay, I'm never gonna vote for Hillary. Bernie right. was my guy. Bernie right. could have won. Right? He yeah. got he got it robbed from him. Which I mean, Hillary was like definitely a hard pill to swallow. But it's like <sighs> I was sick. I was sick as a dog, and I was almost gonna stay home. And like, I mean, in a way, like all the things that were going on with because like I was on Facebook probably even more than I am now, because now I try and make sure that I try and limit my social media, which is honestly, I can't say that with a straight face because I'm still on it all the time. (laughs) But it's like I I understand like Mm -hmm. how influential it can be just with like listening to stories about like what they do with our data and like how they can control like the filter bubbles of what we see in all of this and it's just like they literally almost accomplished their goal of getting me to stay home and it's like how many people stayed home the last election because yeah. i mean yeah. i voted in every single major election and almost every single like local election that i've been able to like that i'm aware of like i need to probably be more aware on the local level because that's me more, too man more it's hard way to because I feel like that's very important as well. It's just yeah. enacting in your own in your own area, your cities and towns, like enacting those things that have more effect on your everyday life. Um, there's like a pretty big election for mayor coming up here in Kalamazoo where there's a lot of uh, concern. Like I have a feeling I know which way it's going to go because like literally there's a lot of things that are in control of like a wealthy few individuals in mm-hmm. Kalamazoo because the way that they um, – are utilizing the land and they're just literally trying to gentrify and like up the property value downtown to um, enrich a f- small amount of people. And there's like good candidates. And then there's like someone who's going to keep things going the same way. And he's got the right. very popular Status mayor's plus. endorsement. So that might be the way it goes, but it's like if so many people who never bothered to vote for that became aware of what's going on and get out and vote for, one of the more progressive candidates then we could enact a change but it's like still like it trickle it's trickle down voter suppression <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. like trickle down hyper normalization yeah that's the hard part um so you know w- one of the things that i 
tell people when they get mad about Joel Stein voters is, uh, I'll say two things. Uh, first of all, a lot of them just wanted the, f- you know, the five percent funding right. thing. Uh, and I'm I'm all for that because I think we need a third party. I think we need yeah m- we need a f- probably because uh, that three would, more parties that would increase like the public funding that they get if they get five yeah. percent representation. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I, and I think in some states it was more. <coughs> I think in some states it was higher. Right. In order to get for them to get the funding, and the second thing that I say is, uh, those Green Party votes don't belong to Hillary because right. I heard that a lot. You know, those those Jill Stein votes were supposed to be for Hillary. And it's like, no, they weren't. Yeah. You know, you can't say I would think that maybe more went towards Trump thinking that he's just a Democrat running as whatever. And he speaks his mind. And he yeah. might be. That was that was a, he might be fun. <laughs> but and part of it this time around for me as like someone that might be voting next year is give me somebody I give a shit about. Yeah. Give me somebody I'm excited to vote for. You know, instead of the same status quo, like I'm I'm going to say a bunch of nice things. Right. And sound really articulate, but not do fuck all with it. Right. You know, so that's my argument to it is. And that's part of the fight. Right. Is is before we even get to the, the you know, the, the two candidate choices that we're going to have for presidency right. or mayor or whatever it is. Yeah, give me someone worthwhile. Give me someone that I'm legitimately excited about, that I actually care about. I would. That's more. I think that's important, and that's where our voices come right. into play. And I would love to just see us not fuck around with twenty Democratic candidates right <sighs> now, this close to the election, because I feel like that was half the problem last time around. Yeah, is like, Dude, why is John when, Delaney still in there? Yeah, when, <laughs> but it's like, was it ever like this before? Like before, like the year two thousand, or even like no. the year when like Obama was running. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was like preordained before that. Even it's like two years out, you have a solid lead up of like, this is going to be our person. You always have about. Uh, three or four big ones, right? That people talk about, and that's fine. But like, yeah. literally, there was like twenty. Yeah, like, well, everybody, everybody even... threw their hat in the race because, right? Yeah, I think the DNC wanted to have options, right? Um, and then there was a, and you know, there's there's a bunch of progressives on the stage now that are essentially like really scaring. The corporate right. party. Yeah, yeah. You know? And even Republicans are scared of some of these progressives because if if these progressives make it in right. one way or the other, then these Republican voters might not vote Republican anymore. Right. Well, and they, they basically also, like, prove that they almost buried themselves in the last election, yeah. like, with the whole Hillary Bernie thing, like... They yeah. could have they could have destroyed their own party. And and this is a, this is the sad part about the Republicans too is like they got fucking nobody. Right. Like who do they have? I think Larry Hogan from Maryland <laughs> was thinking about running. I think there's like one or two people that are like thinking about running against Trump in the Republican yeah. party and I'm just like what? And Based no one's on having what? it. No one's having it at all. Like, yeah, no I like no one's really talking about them. <laughs> like they're not really like like even Fox News isn't really talked about. Right. Them. So, I mean, and that's part of the thing for me is like I want to educate myself about who these Republican, you know, candidates are. Right. What they stand for and why the fuck are you running? Or like, yeah, who, you know, like, did you not see it? the Walsh or what's his name? Um, 
Oh, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like you got to know who it's gonna be. Yeah. But I mean, and it's not to say that there can't be um, decent people, but it just seems every day like it's less and less likely that the <laughs> GOP isn't just literally doing everything they can to hold on to power and make money for themselves and yeah. people who put them into power, <laughs> like. Like, yeah. literally, Fox News and a lot of the, like you said, corporate news stations, it's like Fox News is just a straight-up propaganda machine <laughs> to prote- protect modern-day Nixon yeah. like, and Trump's the perfect candidate to, like, take advantage of that m- weapon. Well, at first, like, they didn't really like him. Right. And now they're just like, well, he's great. Well, they, well, <laughs> Lindsey Graham has flip-flopped so many times where he yeah, was like, yeah. he would absolutely never be a great candidate. And now he's like literally just drinking the Kool-Aid straight from his D. Like, I mean, that that's probably because they have, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a video somewhere of Lindsey Graham doing something uh, a little unforward with his own D. Yeah. <laughs> what? You mean that, that very patriotic Republican trip to Russia on 4th of July? <laughs> Uh, that probably, uh, I, like, from what I've heard, everybody thinks that there's just video of him with young boys. Yeah. And yeah. Well, because of how much rail. he rails against gay people. Right. Well, Pence, so. too, but it's, like, just how crazy it is, though, that these groups, like, how they just project, like, all the things that they're doing. They're like, the Democrats are doing all these things, and then it just, like, none of, like, not very many Democrats get convicted of these things. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, like Republicans are just fucking dropping like flies and they're just like, <laughs> it's the deep state. It's like, <laughs> like, which, literally, was, which was like their best friend for a while, yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like you, like you, they, you had a legacy of you people created from the, the deep, deep state. state, dog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like George right. Bush was a former head of the CIA. Right. And he, and, and that was basically like the dynasty that ran. Well, now, now the <laughs> FBI and the CIA enemies, like Russia's our best friend. China, it, we don't like their trade policies, but we definitely want to try being president for life one day. And Kim Jong Un is like the best guy ever. Apparently, like we need some more labor camps it's, over it's here. It's very strange because I'm I'm not pro war and I don't want a war with North Korea. So it's like okay, I'm I'm yeah. for the diplomatic action, but let's be real. Let's be realistic and honest about what's going on. Let's not sit here and like praise people who literally are committing genocide in their own countries right right now. He said something about Duterte at one point too. That dude is like insane murdering fucking anybody that has drugs on them he's the biggest fucking fucking hypocrite he's like i sucked the guy's dick one time but also murder all the gays yeah like he's like i was tired Uh, yeah yeah you remember that one proven a point (laughs) yeah you remember that one time i was so tired i fucked chad in the butt (laughs) yeah like i'm tired right now you guys are starting to look mighty good like (laughs) we're probably jerking each other off the car oh i mean of course like (laughs) but wait regular way maybe literally there's like like, dudes just do that to like keep each other awake right like like how else are you gonna keep awake on the road fun horsing around stuff (laughs) (laughs) jesus but literally like china though too like with the way that they're handling these protests and the fact that they literally harvest organs from uh, certain yeah, I gotta, ethnic I gotta groups get caught up on that news. Like, and there's video evidence of them. What are they? The Uyghur, the Muslim group. I can't. I don't know the right way to pronounce it. But the Muslim group that is from like the the western, I believe, edge of yeah. China. Like they literally have giant internment camps where they're literally cleansing this ethnic group to be not Muslim anymore. 
Yeah, and that's like the Buddhists that yeah. we're, that we're yeah, doing, yeah. right? Yeah. It, By the way, finding out like Buddhists that were super violent really Ugh. fucked me up. Yeah. I, okay, Oof. so that's that I'm, was the holdout for me. I need yeah. to know about what books I need to listen to or something. Like <laughs> I don't know about this. Like. Or well, that's that's the whole ethnic cleansing of of the Muslims that are in yeah. It's it's being it's done by violent Buddhists. It's it's being oh, okay. it's being that's done really by like militant Buddhist monks. Yeah. Oh shit, which is terrifying. Right, and it's just like, like what is well, happening? Well, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Every fucking kung fu movie I've ever watched in my life tells me that these men can murder you with a finger. Yeah, yeah. There's right. nothing about ethnic cleansing in like the. I mean, no, Kung Fu I'm films. just I'm just more terrified <laughs> that the fact that people that can, you know, kill you with their pinky. Yeah. Want to commit ethnic cleansing oh. because that means they can do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, easily. I mean, shout out to their boy, Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was Mongolian. Oh, Genghis. Well, yeah. Look, all Jenga. of us in here could be descendants. Probably, you know. I mean, that dude got uh, it's something like it, there's a certain percentage of the world. Yeah, and let's just it's do, a, it's let's just not do a twenty three and me, but don't leave any DNA at a crime <laughs> it, scene. It's not a small <laughs> number either, by the way. No, I think it's like, it's yeah, it's a, it's it's a, something it's a, like ten or fifteen percent of the globe. Yeah, that dude got around. That motherfucker. What's that joke? He fucked. Yeah, what's there, there's a there's a joke. Uh, that was like uh, when when Genghis Khan rolled into town, even the flowers closed up. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who did that joke. It's not mine. Uh, I have no idea, but I like it. I, like, yeah, I, I want to know who joke. did this. <laughs> oh man. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is that the stopping point? Is I don't the Genghis know. Khan? We, it's we like, like where do you go from? <laughs> just, we mean, all might be related to Genghis Khan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think no, we no, all very, just had a, very a Me realistic. Too moment. <laughs> we were all like, "Oh Jesus, I might be jerking off a guy that I'm related to later. Yeah, Who fuck. knows? What a <laughs> what a nightmare we're all living. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, I know how you guys are keeping warm tonight in this 60 degree Michigan <laughs> weather. <laughs> You're like, it was for survival. It's like that's balmy up there. <laughs> You had a car. <laughs> you had a car. And you guys have like coats and blankets. You were in an apartment. What? It, you don't it, understand. It made it sexier. You'll never understand our love. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, can't quit. You. We covered we covered a lot of great things, so I feel like Yeah. I, mean, I was hoping to be more structured, but I'm not a good interviewer. At no, all, I, but, I had a great time. Yeah, this was I appreciate it. Fuck it, freewheeling is always more yeah. fun anyway. Yeah, we got Scott Wilding and Chris Mohan in Blanket Fort Studios. And, yeah. But, I mean, definitely I really like the idea of, like, just uh, enabling your own representation by voting and, like, making sure yeah. to enact it. Like, I mean... Register. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're registered because, like, they're not going to remind you. <laughs> no, yeah. Or, or the whole... Do you remember the thing in 2016 where there was like big, uh, like, oh yeah, make sure to go vote on Wednesday <laughs> or like the the night oh, or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and they were yeah. like given the wrong date. I've, I've just yeah. made sure to vote in damn near every election that's right. come up, so I never get taken off the rolls. Yeah, yeah, because <sighs> that's definitely something that's a deep enough topic, though. It's just like kind of like the what we were talking about earlier. 
or I brought it up, the projecting of it, but it's like, oh, Democrats are committing voter fraud. It's like, oh, guess what? It's the Republicans so that the are Republicans. being shown yeah. to like being suppressing the black vote and minority votes everywhere. And there's interstate cross check, right? Just throwing millions of people off, uh, off the you know the vote registry because they have the same last name as somebody. Um, yeah, that's a that's a it's a big thing. So like, yeah, if there's another if there's another <coughs> Scott Wilding, uh, the interstate cross check program will actually that would you off. Actually, that wouldn't be a problem because it's that's, that is not name. my legal first name. Oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Either way, because actually there is another Scott Wilding who apparently moved to Dearborn, which is right next to where I live. Uh, right, I was so like, fuck actually, that! I have that to kill might him. Be that's that it. might be more likely if it's near Dearborn. <laughs> but that's why I was like, no, fuck that. I have to find this person now. There can only be one. This is Highlander. Yeah. This is also the movie The Do One. You want to live forever? That was a good movie. <laughs> I like multi dimensions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's I go to it. the good dimension and kill our people <laughs> there. Uh, sorry. And then absorb their. Their essence? essence. Yeah, yeah, I don't Let's know. Go that's going to suck if that's the dimension where I go by Bobby Bill and I'm a Walmart barista. <laughs> <laughs> I love like that movie a one lot. One you're day going you're going to meet Bobby Bill. And, uh, well, that's going to be it for you, man. Like, what, he's well, going to kill me? Or? Yeah, he's going to try and kill you. You're going to have to kill him to, to do him a favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, actually, he he's the one guy coming from that dimension going, can you please kill me? <laughs> I'm a Walmart person. I'm, I'm really <laughs> done. Like yeah. you selling coffee at the Walmart. Well, that's that's the thing, though. It's like, do I want to like gain his powers and then go live in the Walmart dimension? Because, uh, like... No, because uh, because uh, Gore won in two thousand. <laughs> but like we've discovered, we've like enacted like solar power and all renewable energy and like world peace. Like I don't, I don't know. I because, doubt that would have happened. I don't but. know because there, everybody knows you as the Walmart barista. Yeah, that's. What I'm, I'm not saying. sure you want to be that guy. Well, I mean, I'll, I, don't know I, if I would want to live in a world where Walmart has replaced Starbucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's that's a dystopia that I'm not. Well, what if that's the world where we're all not nearly as good at comedy because things have just been all right in our lives? Like we had no struggle. Yeah, like just, we 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 have re- rewarding careers because the yeah. economy never crashed. We're just like, kind of like accountants and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, that makes me more depressed than this reality does. That's sad. I'm tying sweaters around my neck and shit. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Instead of wearing them. Right. <laughs> oh, it's upsetting. Yeah, I feel like this has been a great conversation. Uh, yeah, I had a great time. Let's see. Let's do the podcast stuff. <laughs> but, Chris, where can we find uh, what you do? Uh, all of my stuff is on my website, which is ramennoodlescomedy.com. That's R-A-M-A-N noodlescomedy.com. Got to yeah. spell it for him. That's smart. Yeah. Super yeah. smart. <laughs> you got the social medias and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, at Krish Mohan Haha on Facebook, the Instagram, Twitter. Nice. That sort of stuff. Yeah. So you know it's funny. Scott, how about you? How do we find what you, uh, you're let's up see. to? Uh, I usually post like shows that I'm doing on Facebook mostly because my family's old and that's where they all congregate. <laughs> um, and let's see, even though I don't post there as often, I think my Instagram is something like scott.wilding. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's got a good ring Scott to it, though. Scott.wilding. Scott. Dot. 
Yeah. <laughs> Scott, <Wilding>. uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm on there. And then uh, Wilding138 on uh, Snapchat, even though I don't use it. At... I thought you were fucking giving out your aim. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I, I don't use it. I don't use it that often. But I, I, I want to start updating it more from yeah. like, you know, mics or, you know, obviously out doing the road or something. Snippy snap sips. Yeah. You're, you're over in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, uh, just outside the Detroit, or just outside of Detroit, but um, uh, you know, in the Detroit, Detroit comedy comic. scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do either of you guys have like regular shows that you run there or anything? Or no, I am touring just all over yeah. the place. Yeah, uh, so. And I don't anymore, but I'll give a shout out to the open mic I used to run because Average it's patch. yeah, because it's still running and actually we're playing there in two yeah. days. Oh, nice! Not on the open mic, obviously, but like, we're playing the venue. This was so as of now, it was two weeks ago. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. They sold a billion tickets. It. it was wonderful. Uh, they shut comedy down in Detroit because they were yeah. like, "There's probably never going to be a show this good <laughs> ever again." Abs- <laughs> absolutely, we'll never, we'll never attain these highs again. We we totally crushed, and uh, I am now living in a mansion somewhere. Nice. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. So I think this is going to be out. I'm going to release it as like a bonus episode, I believe. Yeah, so probably by the end of October. So cool. what do you guys have going on in November? Uh, I'm going to be in uh, Elyria, Ohio and Cincinnati, Ohio. Nice. Uh, and then um, I'm doing a bunch of dates down south. How uh, many How many dates are you doing in a row right now? Or are you just always this traveling? One, this one's only like Four or five. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say like you did one last night, and then yeah. we have tonight, tomorrow. Saturday. We have three together, and then yeah. you have the the one like the uh, one off in Toledo. The one off in Toledo. Yeah. yeah. So See, basically, you go like a week or two on, and then a week, couple yeah, weeks off. I, I try to be reasonable with it. Yeah. It's, I, I the weekenders are I've started to realize are a little bit harder than what I've anticipated to yeah. like go out. You know for a couple of days, come back for a couple of days, go back out for a couple of days. I'd rather, I think what's, what's going to be a lot more conducive for me is just to go on like a long two to six week tour. Right. And then come home for like a week or two and then go back out for okay. a, a, an extended period of time. Yeah. 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 That yeah. just makes more sense. I think to me, definitely. That's awesome though. Like definitely if Chris comes to your town, uh, check out what he's up to. He's always out and about Thanks, working man. on new stuff. How many? What's this? How many albums have you released? Uh, I've got five so yeah, far. So this is number six. What was that the I'm last on. one called? Empathy on Sale. I just I need to act like I actually know your <laughs> Just like I knew these things. I watched you perform that one. You did? Yeah, yeah. That was a re- yeah. That was really fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, check out Chris. Check out Scott. Uh, this has been your welcome future self and. Uh, Live from the Blanket Fort Studios. Find us everywhere you find your podcast. You already listened to us. So I don't know why I said that, but uh, <laughs> interact with us on Facebook. We got a Facebook page, YWFS Pod. Uh, talk to us there. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. 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 you to listen to another, another episode, episode podcast. podcast each week we bring in a comedian to help us talk about our awkward teen years and the movies that got us through it we talk about movies like stand by me 
Clueless, Little Shop of Horrors, Baseballs, and so many more. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and anywhere you find your podcasts. So we look forward to you joining us on Another Another Episode episode podcast. Podcast.